Hey everyone, Mav here. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening or watching to Xbox Ultimate. This is episode number 11. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Uh, This today is kind of a special day because, yes, today marks one month until next-gen consoles officially come out. The Series X and the Series S are going to be launching on November 10th. And today, as I am recording this, is now October 10th. That gives us one month of news. That gives us one month of anticipation. This gives us one month of some fun speculation up until the launch. And I am excited. I know all of you are excited if you are a fan of Xbox. And if you are not a fan of Xbox, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But it's okay. I appreciate you. I I welcome you if you're not a fan of Xbox. But maybe this podcast will turn you into a fan of xbox if that's what you're looking for i again thank each and every one of you uh first before we get started follow me on twitter at fun speculation um and just a quick run around of where you can find the podcast um if you are watching on youtube you can also listen on spotify itunes amazon music um, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere that you can find podcasts. And if you are listening and you want to see the video version of this podcast, it is on my YouTube channel, Fun Speculation. I also do stream on that channel, as well as I also do post some videos that I make uh, just for fun here and there. Um, but I greatly appreciate it. The podcast is why I started all this. And um, thank you guys for listening and uh, following this podcast, I greatly appreciate it. Now, I want to get into the fun speculation of the week. Is our always our first topic, and that is going to be: Is there a Game Pass surprise deal in the works, maybe for some big game to hit at launch of the Series X? Maybe we already know what this game is, but maybe we don't know that it's coming to Game Pass, or maybe is there some more news? regarding Game Pass coming in the next month. We know that the Xbox marketing is going to be ramping up heavy in the next month as consoles are coming uh, closer to launch. There's going to be some more information, more news is going to come out. We've already got confirmation from uh, Aaron Greenberg and Jason Ronald that there is going to be Series X gameplay from Optimized Games coming at launch, and we talked about that last week on the podcast. And so there's going to be a lot of excitement generated. We already know a lot about the console, um, especially the Series X, as a lot of people have been having hands-on and doing their test and all of this information, which we talked about a lot last week. Um, there's been even more tests being done since then. And But what we don't know is what other news there could possibly be that they have hidden from us right now. And that could be a Game Pass deal. Because we know that Game Pass is the main uh, push for Xbox. It's the plat. It's what the platform is. That, because the platform can be played on multiple devices. The Series X and the Series S are just two of those devices that you can enjoy the Xbox platform. You can also enjoy it on PC. You can also enjoy it on mobile now because they are branching it out everywhere. So Game Pass is a huge deal now. We don't anticipate that Microsoft is going to buy every video game company out there to be able to get every video game on Game Pass. However, having large titles at launch is a big part 
of what Game Pass is all about, having big third-party games, I think is going to become more of a common thing that we see with Game Pass. I think that is a place where Xbox could spend some money to really generate more subscribers on some of the more anticipated third-party games. Now, if the third-party publishers are willing to make a deal or not, it all comes down to the dollars and cents for Xbox and the publishers that they're working with. Now, also, you have to put yourself in the mind of the publishers where you know there's not going to be a lot of these next-gen consoles in people's hands right away. So if you're looking to be on as many devices as possible, that's why a lot of these games are cross-generational. And also, if you have a Game Pass release, it is going to be in more people's hands, going to generate more hype about your product, going to get more people talking about it. You're going to have people experiencing it and playing it on some mobile devices, also on PC, uh, if the game is on Game Pass for PC, that is. Uh, So I want to talk about one title in particular that could be a surprise. We don't know, but it has been rumored. It has been speculated. We have talked about um, possibilities of things like this before. Um, But uh, specifically, the game I'm talking about is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Now, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a big uh, game (laughs) releasing at launch uh, for the Series X and the PS5. Um, We know the marketing is strongly tied with Xbox and Microsoft. Now, does that go even further? Is there a surprise in store? Are we going to see some kind of announcement where Assassin's Creed Valhalla could potentially be on Game Pass at launch? Or maybe shortly after launch. Uh, we don't know. I I personally think it's far-fetched. <laughs> I don't think it's likely. But it's fun to talk about and think about. Because I think things like this will happen. This generation. We're probably going to see some major third-party titles release on Game Pass. Um, through some kind of deals and partnerships that Xbox generates with some of these companies. Um, and we don't know exactly what all of those are. Uh, I think it's likely we could see some EA games hit launch on Game Pass uh, down the line. I think it's possible we could see some Ubisoft games. You never know. I think the least likely would be uh, any Take-Two interactive games or um, maybe Activision, you know, uh, launch on Game Pass. Uh, I don't think that's as likely just because of the uh, structure of the way they're uh, selling their games right now at the higher dollar amounts and also without the... Um, taking part in the smart delivery programs and things like that. So, but Assassin's Creed Valhalla is a possibility of a type of game that could could do that. You could also look at uh, Watch Dogs Legions, um, other games like that from Ubisoft or um, other other publishers. Now, we kn- know that Microsoft, like I said, isn't going to uh, just buy every studio, every game developer out there, but they can have deals with these publishers where these publishers are still going to sell their games on the PlayStation five and on Xbox, they will still sell their games on Xbox, but also maybe take a deal from from Xbox to where the game is also available on game pass. That would probably for a short period of time. Right. And it may be, maybe for like a month or two months or whatever, maybe three. Um, I think this is going to be more common and maybe it's not even necessarily at launch, but maybe like let's say a month after launch or something like that, right? Uh, there could be something interesting here going on with some of these publishers and Xbox. And that it doesn't just stop at Ubisoft. You know, like I said, it could go to EA. It could go to, um, it could go to Sega, 
which we have talked about here before. Uh, it could go to Capcom. Uh, other companies where Microsoft sees an opportunity of a lineup of games that would bolster the Game Pass uh, subscription service and add more value to the customers and draw more people to the subscription. Uh, you could We could be seeing deals in place like that without having to outright purchase the publisher and studio like they did with ZeniMax. Um, because you can't just buy the whole video game industry, but you can make partnerships and deals and just like we saw with GameStop where they're they're making it uh, a partnership, a deal with GameStop for um, providing services for them. So this is going to be a very interesting uh, thing that we see happen this generation. Now, whether this happens with Assassin's Creed Valhalla or another game at launch is going to be um, fun to find out. We'll see. Like I said, no, nothing that we talk about on the fun speculation of the week is... Uh, do I think is actually probably likely necessarily? Well, sometimes it may be likely. Um, I think we're going to see third-party games, uh, big ones, launch on Game Pass Day 1. I think that is extremely likely. Uh, but I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a launch and if it's going to be with any of these games. But we'll see. It would be really cool. Could you imagine if, uh, like, two weeks from now, the two weeks before Assassin's Creed Valhalla comes out, they have a brand new trailer, and Microsoft has some other kind of little mini uh, digital event where they have a bunch of trailers and, and show some of this Series X gameplay, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla is one of those optimized for Series X games. And at the end of that trailer, comes up in big, bold letters, on Game Pass, day one, at launch, only on Xbox. That would be crazy. That would be exciting. That would be uh, a huge win for Xbox fans as far as saving some money and not having to go out and actually pay for the whole game. Uh, if you have Game Pass, uh, you could make sure you beat the game in the time that it stays on the service. So that could be really exciting. We know, we also know that Ubisoft um, has is working with Amazon with Luna, so they are open to these kind of deals. Uh, we don't know exactly how far that Amazon partnership is going to go. Um, but I think it's pretty exciting, uh, to see, uh, stuff like this happening where the video game landscape is changing. Things are moving forward. Accessibility is changing. Will Assassin's Creed Valhalla be there? Game Pass day one. Fun speculation, isn't it? All right. Moving on to the next. I want to talk about something else, uh, about, uh, Game Pass, kind of, because, uh, we do know I've been thinking about this a lot because we've been having some news on uh, racing games recently, right? There's been some pretty cool ones come out. There's like these little, I was watching the indie gamer um, play this demo of the steam game. Um, if you don't uh, follow him, uh, follow him on Twitter. It's, uh, I don't, I don't have the Twitter handle in front of me, but uh, his the indie gamer and he has a uh, YouTube channel as well, where he uh, plays indie games and talks about them and stuff. Really, really a uh, cool guy. And on the, um, on the uh, show, I was watching one of these uh, fun little like indie style racing games uh, that he was playing. And there's like a lot of these games coming out recently. One of them was Art of Rally. You got Hot Shot Racing. You know, you got um, uh, Dirt Five is coming out. Uh, racing games are kind of resurging right now. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit more with another game that was just announced. Um, and it's been pretty exciting, you know, to see 
uh, racing games actually have this uh, kind of um, presence, and it usually happens for some reason. It always seems like it happens around generational shifts in consoles. Um, but I wanted to talk specifically about Xbox's premier racing game franchise um, and how that pertains maybe to Game Pass and what we can maybe expect from it. So this is kind of a topic I've been thinking about, and that's Forza Motorsport. Also, Forza Horizon uh, plays a factor into this as well, so uh, we can't forget that. Um, We're going to be talking about uh, what is Forza going to be, <laughs> you know? Because I think it's going to change. I think we're going to see some differences with Forza. Um, I think we're going to see Forza make um, like a generational leap um, as far as graphics goes. We've already seen that in some of the trailers and stuff. Um, we've also seen that uh, it said that it was early in development is what they said on the Xbox Game Showcase, which I found that very interesting because Forza Motorsport has generally been an every other year franchise. Now, we're on Forza 7 was the last one that came out, right? Or Forza Motorsport, that is. And if you go back and you look at how long it's been, like every other year franchise, it goes back a long time. Pretty much, I, I, don't, I don't even know. I think it's always been like that. Like, I would have to go back and look for sure. But I'm pretty sure it's always been that way. And we have already been now two years since the last Forza 7, since the last Forza Motorsport game came out. And they said early in development on Forza Motorsport. So it is a reboot, re rethinking of the franchise. And the reason I'm thinking that, because I think it is tied to Game Pass, I think Forza Motorsport is going to become more of a service-type game, not in a bad way. But if you look at this... It's a racing game, and a racing games are kind of built to be able to be structured like this. If you can make the premier uh, racer that it, you can build on, you can add cars, you can add tracks, it's on Game Pass, it's going to drive people to Game Pass because they know that that experience is going to be on Game Pass, and that is the track racer that is the premier racer that is going to be on Game Pass. Um, you could potentially have that game just there with constant updates, constant stream of content like Game Pass has with games to individual games like Forza, bringing in people constantly that are fans of these games. Uh, if you if you really nail Forza Motorsport, the next one, and you have this as a constant thing that is always present and is constantly getting updated... You're going to end up in a couple years having this massive uh, product that alone could be an attraction for Game Pass, right? And now if they do that also with some other type of games, which we also, there could be a hint that that could be where they were going with Halo Infinite. We don't know exactly. We know that the story is um, a single story, right? But with the multiplayer being free-to-play, one... Uh, the there could be an extension of content coming with Halo as well uh, that could be tied to Game Pass and making sure that people want to subscribe to Game Pass in some kind of way. Maybe have the some free content for Game Pass subscribers 
for the free-to-play multiplayer um, of Halo. I'm not saying this is a direction everything needs to go. I'm saying this is a direction that things could possibly go. And I think that with a game like Forza especially, um, that is okay as opposed to re-releasing a similar product every two years. Why can't you just update that game, come out with updates to update the graphics, come out with an update to add weather effects, you know, come out with more tracks, uh, come out with more cars, just really nail the base experience and add on to that. And if you're doing that with a product like Game Pass, that makes it even better. Look at Sea of Thieves, what it is today, compared to what it was when it launched. They keep adding content. That game is on Game Pass. For a lot of people, that game is a reason enough for them to subscribe to Game Pass because of the amount of content they keep adding to it. Um, it's exciting to see how some of these games are the development and methods of releasing content is going to change potentially because of the Game Pass subscription model in of itself. You also have to think about people playing on mobile, people playing on PC, people playing on set-top box devices, people playing on the TVs that are just going to have Game Pass built in. Um, To be able to access these games and have just, hey, here's Forza Motorsport. Instead of Forza Motorsport 8, Forza Motorsport 9, it's Forza Motorsport, and it's up to date. It's current with whatever the technology is of that year. It's been updated, and they're going to keep doing that. I think we could potentially see that with Forza Motorsport, the track racer. However, Forza Horizon, I don't think should be that type of game. Because Forza Horizon is building a open world environment. It is a huge map that they have to build custom for each game. Where the game is centered around that world. And I was listening to... uh, um, I think Xbox Factor podcast. Uh, it was one of uh, Boom uh, Boomsticks uh, um, podcast. Uh, and check out his channel, uh, Double Barrel Gaming. Uh, he has some great podcasts that, that I listen to. And on uh, that, there one of the guys was talking about, "Hey, Forza Horizon in in Japan. That's what they need to do." And that would be crazy. But that kind of, if you start wrapping your head around that, that's the kind of experiences and. And things that we want from Forza Horizon, where we want this like new open world, where this is a brand new environment created specifically for that next game. And if you think about Tokyo at night with weather effects and a Forza Horizon, the first time having a maybe a big city in a Forza Horizon game, and then also Japan and the in the countryside and, and all that kind of stuff, you know, that would be um, an amazing looking game and would be completely different than anything they've had before. And that's why I think that Forza Horizon needs to stay with that method of having just brand new releases, whereas Forza Motorsport could be a base racer where you just keep having more cars, more content hit, free for Game Pass subscribers, new tracks, keep it up to date, be that destination for racing games fans, racing game fans to want to go and sign up for game pass. Um, we'll see. Maybe that's why they are rebooting it, uh, and rebranding it to just Forza motorsport. It's just a thought. Like I said, if you're a fan of having that regular 
single game method, let me let me know. I want to know what are your thoughts. You know, do you want to see just a regular Forza Motorsport eight and then them do another do do it all over again with nine another two years? You know, and maybe this is just them rebuilding the engine, or do you think that there's something to a games as service style racing game like this? where they can have the base game and then just keep adding the content, maybe where Game Pass members either get a huge discount or they it is free for them. I think that would be the way to go for me, personally, for a track racer. But uh, that's just my personal opinion. So, um, Now, this also goes into what I was talking about with, uh, with racing games. I wanted to uh, bring up this, uh, this trailer here for you guys. And that is a fun announcement that we got. And that is Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remake. Yes. Remake, remaster. I forget which one it's called, remake, remaster. But it looks like they added a lot to the graphics to uh, make this game seem up to date and fresh. Um, This is a trend going on with gaming right now where we are seeing more of these remakes slash remasters, and a lot of them are actually being really well done right now. And that's that's a good thing. I don't think this method of remaster or reselling a game is okay in my book when it's met a certain amount of years where you can have significant changes to the game and bring it to a new audience um, as well. Maybe I was too young to play this game before, um, you're talking about a game that released uh, in the 360 PS3 days. You know, it's been uh, probably over 10. I don't know when the original game came out. Maybe like 10 years ago, so, something like that. To have this game come out and reach new people where they can get a taste of why. One of the reasons why Need for Speed was so popular to begin with um, and bring some of that fun back. You know, we've seen it with Tony Hawk. Uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. We've seen it with Mafia Definitive Edition. Um, We've seen this with uh, multiple games now uh, that are a little bit older but are getting these uh, refreshes, uh, remasters, remakes, and these are the experiences that I I like to see having that kind of treatment and I think it's okay to sell again Um, as opposed to if you buy a game... Uh, last year or two years ago, and now they're going to resell it to you again as a remaster or definitive edition or whatever. Not a huge fan of that um, because we see other companies not doing that more and more. Um, and I th- there was another game that was actually uh, just announced. Oh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11, free enhanced version on next gen coming. So. We know that WB Games, NetherRealm are supporting the notion that, hey, you don't have to charge people again for something you already bought just a couple years ago. You know, we can actually just give these games these enhancements and uh, stuff for free. Uh, They automatically get the next-gen version if they already purchased the game. So kudos to them for doing that. Um, It goes to show some of the publishers, again, that are not doing it are maybe just being a little bit greedy. Um, But I guess to each their own. Some people are okay with that, and it is what it is, I guess. Okay? (laughs) So, but like I said, again, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit is an example of 
one that I think is okay to go this method. I appreciate um, the fact that they are letting, again, new players play this game. And it was a lot of fun. I remember playing it, and I would go and as the trailer that they had, which is showing on YouTube right now, um, you really felt this like sense of like, hey, you got to go beat your friend's time, right? And I remember doing that. I, I remember keeping an eye on it. And they did a really good job nailing that. Like you wanted to make sure that your uh, time stayed at the top. <laughs> and you, you did when you got you checked it when you when you signed on. And you if you saw that they beat your time, you had to go on there and go right back at it. Um, so this should be fun. That game coming out. I remember playing it uh, very well. It's not even my favorite Need for Speed game. You know, and I this would even if I remember right wasn't even the original Hot Pursuit. <laughs> like I, I think there was maybe this wasn't a reboot of that game. I think I have to go back and look. You know, because Need for Speed's been out for a long time, and there's been uh, already a couple that they've like redone once. You know, so yeah, I'm curious. I'm gonna go back and look at uh, look at the history of Need for Speed and refresh my memory. Uh, used to love the franchise, and they've kind of they've kind of had it a little rough the last few years where they, the games really haven't been selling that well, you know. But I think um, this is a step in the right direction, and we'll see. I think the next Need for Speed game uh, hopefully will be a big one, and uh, they will do well. I'm crossing my fingers because I want that racing game to come, that racing game franchise to come back strong. Um. You know, going back into like some of these remasters and stuff we've been seeing, you know, like uh, Mafia Definitive Edition, Tony Hawk, you know, um, they're they've been really strong and really well done. And we also, you know, there's hints of the Mass Effect a trilogy remaster is going to come. That's another EA franchise franchise at this point, right? So um, we, I think, are going to keep seeing this and. Uh, because they're they're doing a good job with some of these. Now, some of them they aren't, right? Some of them they haven't done that well of a job. For example, the Crisis Remastered is a train wreck for a lot of people, right? Uh, where it's having issues running on the hardware and everything. Now, maybe what they should have done with some of these, and maybe even Need for Speed Hot Pursuit um, uh, as well, because it's coming out four days before Next Gen launch, is just wait a few months, l- let them release... Well, for Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, it would have only been four days. I think it would have been cool if these uh, remasters um, would have just waited a little bit, like Mafia Definitive Edition, for example, and maybe even gone with those next-gen enhancements, right? Take it a step further. Because we are are close to next-gen, it's at the end of the current generation. So timing-wise, it doesn't necessarily make sense. You know, if they would have waited a little bit, they could be even better. Right, but it is what it is. I'll take it for what it is. Um, I'm excited. Um, I want to know from you guys, and I'm going to post this question: What other remasters or remakes do you want to see from arrive on Xbox? It it could be a third party game. It could be a Xbox exclusive game. It could be an indie game. I want to know it. What what any game out there now? Now think back, think back. You know, think back to 
you know, racing games or fight, fighting games, shooters, what's a classic game that you loved that you really feel like deserves getting this treatment so a new audience can, can um, enjoy it? Um, let me know. So put in the comments on YouTube. Send me an email at funspeculation or funspeculation at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter at funspeculation. What are your top requests for remasters, uh, for remakes, uh, re- maybe even re- full-on reboot, you know? Like uh, like we maybe want with Perfect Dark or something like that. What is What is your top games that you feel like deserve this treatment you want to be brought back um, and enjoyed again from new players. I, I'm curious about that, guys. Uh, I want to know, you know, send me like five games. You know, there's not a limit. It doesn't have to be just one. What's your top five? You know? <laughs> um, so this goes into... Ooh, I played the wrong one here. I want to talk about... What we can expect maybe in this next month from marketing. Now, we talked about the Game Pass deal. Did I part? No, this is the wrong video. Hold on real quick, guys. I want to make sure I get the right video up for you. This is... Okay, well, if you're if you're listening, I have a video going, but I wanted a different video to be going. So give me one second. Okay, I figured that out. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, I am going to put this trailer up now, and this is the uh, new launch trailer uh, from Xbox, and this is going to be leading up to the campaign of their marketing for the uh, month until release um that's i think what it hit yesterday um and this is um i think it's an amazing looking trailer i wanted to bring this up uh just because of the hype uh that we are going to be experiencing leading up to launch and things like this are going to keep dropping and how beautiful this trailer is and it is meant to bring forth emotions and uh be exciting for people um to just get their imagination going and i think it's uh, wonderfully done and i think we're going to see more of these uh and i think at the end of the trailer where uh right here if you're watching where it shows the girl and the other i think maybe the next trailer may be her story you know what what her what her dreams are we'll see what the what you'll see what they do with these trailers that are going to keep coming and um I really think uh, that they went all out on these. It's uh, masterfully done. Now, marketing-wise, besides just these well-done trailers, we need to see gameplay still, like we talked about. And we already know it's coming. So what? what is it that we're going to get? What are we going to see? Are we going to see a full-on gameplay from... Um, like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where it's just a whole gameplay demo. We've already seen some of that before. Um, and at the time, people weren't overly impressed, right? Are we going to see um, something that is further out? Um, I think that would be the answer. I think that would maybe be the thing that we want to see, uh, something that is built 
purely for next gen, taking full advantage of all of the next gen features. Um, now, to have that ready is a question. We don't know. We don't know if they have something like that ready to show. Uh, the way these games are made, they they don't necessarily look that great when they're in development. So you would have to actually complete a slice of the game um, with full with everything right to have available for a demo like that. Um, now they they do this all the time with marketing and showing games off to you know, uh, to, to get them made and, and stuff like that. So it's not, a, it's not out of the question. Um, but it is more difficult than showing something that is closer to release. Um, now on Aaron, Aaron Greenberg has said that they are going to show gameplay of games running on series X that has taken advantage of the next gen hardware. So did Jason Ronald. And, uh, we talked about that last week. Now that's what we're going to see some of on this market on the marketing campaign because they've already told us pretty much everything that we need to know about the console, about the services, uh, all the hands-ons with everybody. Everybody is sold. They're like, hey, they nailed the hardware. I mean, this is coming from a lot of people. They're, hey, we nailed the hardware, hundred percent. Hardware is great. No issues with the hardware. Um, but we just want to know what the games are going to be, right? Now, we know Game Pass is going to be amazing. We know that we're going to have all these third-party games, and we know that all these great big uh, first-party games are in development. They got Zenimax Media, Bethesda, all those guys. They have, in two years, they're going to be having a steady release of content um, that is going to be top-notch. Um, but people still want to see that you know next-gen look, Right that next-gen look of a game running on Series X. And I think if they if they can bring that before launch, if they can have something to show us gameplay-wise from a exclusive game on the Xbox platform that has that next-gen wow factor, then Xbox is going to be in such an amazing place with the mind share of people because people will no longer have anything to uh, say to argue against what they're doing. Um, the question is, will they show that? Now, if they don't, then that's a mistake. I don't think it's going to be a mistake that's going to hurt them because I think they're going in such a strong direction right now that and they're going to be fine, and they are going to have those games regardless. Um, but showing it before launch, something that has that next-gen wow factor would, make, would be such an amazing um, move for them to make. And I think they're going to try. We'll see if they accomplish it. Because they failed when they showed Halo Infinite. It just got trashed on. And I think that's what they were counting on. But uh, maybe they got something else. I think we're going to see... Something, something big, something magical, <laughs> something is going to uh, make splashes and make waves and going to send uh, a message out there to people like, hey, you know what? We already know this is the most powerful hardware and here's the proof in visual form, right? That's what they need to do next. And they got a month to do it, a month to do it. Maybe they'll do that the day before launch like they did the Zenimax news the day before uh, pre-orders went live. They're dropping what seems like their biggest bombshells right now at the biggest moments. 
So we'll see. It's very interesting. Um, supposedly a lot of uh, retailers are going to have stock of these uh, consoles in hand uh, at launch. Uh, so we expect lines. Uh, we expect people trying to get their hands on them. And not just for, this, not just for Xboxes, but P- uh, PS5s also. And I think that doing something like that is going to generate that hype uh, around the console at launch like you want it. And then when people bring them home, they're going to be getting that next-gen experience that everybody keeps talking about that has these consoles in, in hand right now. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what else comes from this Power Your Dreams campaign. I think it's going to be uh, a really awesome campaign. And we'll see if any of that ties into uh, some of the other stuff they're doing um, with the, with the marketing. Um, also, so I wanted to kind of shift front because we've been talking about having that wow factor, right? Uh, wow factor of the next uh, big thing to show that has that next gen pop, has that next gen uh, visual, right? So I want to bring up this uh, visual right here, and that is the performance stats from the Falconeer, which is an Xbox um, exclusive game coming to Series X, Xbox One, Series S, uh, the whole Xbox ecosystem is getting this game um, at launch uh, November 10th. Now, the Falconeer is not a Game Pass game, uh, so I think that has been confirmed. Uh, so this is a game you'll have to buy. I think I don't think it's a very expensive game. It might be 50, 60 bucks. I got to check on the price. I'm, I'm not sure. It's it's not one of these $70 games, you know. Um, but and it, visually, as far as it goes, it goes with a more artistic approach. And But I wanted to talk about the statistics that they released because this is, I think, maybe the first statistics we are getting released of a game that has yet to come out yet. We've, we've had all these... Uh, demos and stuff from these uh youtubers and 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 people that have had their hands on and they keep really releasing all these things about load times and they keep releasing all this stuff about um um quick resume and um about backwards compatible games performing better uh like digital founder just had one about assassin's creed unity that i recommend you guys check out because that one's really intriguing um, and this kind of content that we're seeing all over YouTube right now is not being done on the PlayStation because they're not letting people have them. But Xbox is, and that shows the confidence, you know, of these these preview units going out to all these people, right? And something like what I'm showing you on the screen right now is why they're confident. So what I what I'm talking about is Xbox Series X performance of the Falconeer native 4K 60. Okay, so they're going to be a machine that has a lot of native 4K 60 games. Okay, that I think is going to be pretty much what people go for as the standard. Now, I think on games that heavily push ray tracing and some of those things might dip it to 4K 30. Or you could have a scaled, uh, you could have an unlocked frame rate or something like that. Or you could have um Scalable resolution with heavy ray tracing. It depends on the developer's choice at that point. You may see some games have heavy ray tracing 4K 60. I'm not sure on that, right? But also, if you look at this, performance mode, 1800p, 120 frames per second. Load time, 13 seconds. So this performance mode isn't even 1080. This performance mode is 1800p. 120 frames per second. 
That's impressive. 120 frames per second, 1800p. If you want the 4K experience, that's a smooth, buttery 4K, 60 frames per second, native 4K. Load time, again, is 13 seconds. That is fast. Right now, if you're on 1X, you know, even smaller games, you're used to taking close to a minute, right? Um, Now, I want (laughs) to, what I also want to talk about is the Series S. Because we've been told that the Series S is a 1440 machine. Well, this Series S on this game is native 1800p, 60 frames per second. So it is actually going beyond, in this game, for example, what they were really even pushing out as far as the the, uh, sales team is pushing out for people to, uh, to believe. This game is going beyond that. This game is 1800p, 60 frames per second on the Series S. This console is 299 people for the Series S. Now, 1080p, 120 frames per second performance mode. That is really good. <laughs> you know, like we didn't really know. People were saying, well, the Series S ain't going to really do 120 frames per second. Well, here's proof. The developer themselves are saying the Series S version of the Falconeer is going to be running on a with a performance mode of 1080p, 120 frames per second. It's not 1800p 30 with a performance mode of 1080p 60 or 1440p 60. It's a native 1800p 60 frames per second or performance mode 1080p 120 frames per second. Again, load time 13 seconds. The Series S is a little beast. The Series X is a chunky beast, but it is, in comparison to competition, it is more powerful and it is smaller. And the engineering that the Xbox team has done on these consoles is amazing. Um, the solution they have come up with was for storage and expanding storage, in my opinion, is better than the competition. Um, roughly the same price for expansion of um, storage and you get more versatility and you don't have to actually uh, disassemble any part of the console to achieve that or open anything up, the tools. It is going to be an awesome thing years down the line to just be able to uh, um, put in these expansion ports that they also did announce was going to be open to other people making these in the future with more options and storage size and, and that kind of thing. So good news on that front as well. So again, Falconeer, you know, those are impressive numbers. Now we're going to see, obviously, at the release um, from the console um, when we have a lot of these uh, games to be, um, are going to be starting to get compared, you know, um, between the uh, developer and um, between the uh uh, between the consoles, I mean, from digital, like people like Digital Foundry are going to do comparisons of, uh, let's say, Assassin's Creed Valhalla on one system versus it on another system. And we're going to see a lot of that. And we're going to see it like on Watch, Dodge, Watch Dogs Legions on like Dirt 5. 
And those are going to be really interesting comparisons to see. Um, unfortunately for the Falconeers exclusive, you know, so we won't be able to see, compare that. Uh, but at least we know the numbers on the Xbox are solid. I would like in the future for every uh, developer or whatever have a section that says what the uh, game is targeted or supposed to be running at. Like, is it a scalable resolution? Is it 120 frames per second? Like, have that on the on the information for the game before you buy it. Um, not for any other reason other than we can know, okay, well, this game is, if you're looking for that 120 frames per second experience, you'll have a catalog where you can look through and say, hey, these games all do 120 frames, right? I would like to see something like that. Um, now, I wanted to uh, go into... Um, <laughs> Another topic where, you know, we're not maybe going to see 120 frames per second in this, and that's xCloud. <laughs> uh, xCloud got some new inf- information uh, released, and that is Xbox is coming to iOS one way or another. They will not give up. Uh, they are not going to just let I- Apple dictate uh, if they can arrive on their platform or not. They are doing what they need to do, and they are going to be making a web-based app, or not an app, maybe, a web-based or for the browser, a browser-based extension of Game Pass for mobile that will allow uh, Game Pass uh, and xCloud to run on iOS devices, uh, getting around Apple's uh, App Store policies, and that is a good thing, and we they they're saying we could see this in 2021, so sooner than later, you know, or I don't know exactly when, but as of next year sometime, it's not going to matter what device you have, iOS, Android, you're going to be able to experience Game Pass and xCloud, which is great news. I am happy because for work, I need to use Apple uh, products and I have uh, iPad Pro. I have uh, iPhone um, 11 Pro Max S thing whatever the, i can't even remember how many different uh things there are now with when, when you have to say the name of the phone uh but, but i'm anticipating that xcloud is going to run great on it i'm going to be able to get some kind of uh, device for my controller to hold my phone up um on it uh maybe i'll be able to get one of those uh kinshi things you know i i'm excited about that um, right now, I've been using my Android tablet for xCloud, and it runs good on that. But to have it on a strong mobile device will be uh, even better. A smaller one, um, like I have for my phone, uh, would be awesome. And so I'm excited. I wanted to share that with you guys if you haven't caught that news. Um, and then I wanted to finish up just uh, with the Game Pass Game of the Week again. Uh, but before I do, before I get to the game pass game of the week. I want to again, thank everyone for listening. Uh, I appreciate all the support from everybody uh, for this podcast. And for me Um, on Twitter today, I hit 300 followers. So thank you so much for everybody following me on, um, on my uh, YouTube channel. I just hit 80 subscribers. Now I know these aren't massive numbers, right? These are, these are smaller numbers, but they all mean something to me, each and every one, and I appreciate it. You, you have no clue how much because this is something that I had a um, hard time ever convincing myself to do, even though I wanted to. 
and I um, just just getting over those hurdles, right? Uh, putting yourself out there and doing something that you want to do. Sometimes for some people, it's not as easy as just doing it. But one day I said, screw it. I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to do it. Other people are doing it. And why not me? And I started it. And I thank you for everybody for the support that you've shown, uh, for comments, for uh, for likes, for sharing. Um, all of that means a lot to me. Um, and we're going to keep growing. Like I said, if you go back and listen to episode one or two or whatever, I said, hey, even if nobody listens, I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. It's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy doing this. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy uh, enjoy it too. So we're going to be talking about now um, the Game Pass Game of the Week. And that is, if you're watching, oh, I got to get rid of this. Hold on. There we go. If you're watching this on YouTube, you uh can there you go you can see it now it's forza motorsport 7 i i stumble sometimes with this now because i am trying to bring more to the youtube experience but i am doing it myself <laughs> so when i am stumbling like this it's because i'm trying to manipulate and do stuff with the with the uh recording and stream live while actually talking so it's kind of it's kind of challenging at times but it's fun um the game pass game of the week is Forza 7. Forza 7 is a amazing game. We talked a lot about Forza in this episode already. Okay? Um, we talked about what, what I wanted to see from Forza. Now, Forza 7 was the last Forza traditional Forza game released, and that's been two years. And it is awesome still. If you go back and play this game, it still looks gorgeous. It The cars drive amazing. There's a lot of cars to choose from. Um, the handling is unique across all the models. Um, you have all these different outfits for your driver. The courses are great. My gripe on that game was just the career mode for one stupid reason. I don't like when I start a racer and all of a sudden, um, within 10 minutes, I have like um tons of supercars in my inventory i like in a career mode i want to earn everything and uh, like a slower progress burn right and that's another reason maybe i'm hoping they go in that other direction right where where it's harder to earn your stuff right but uh as far as forza motorsport 7 goes it is a great game if i had reviewed the game as a whole i would have given it like a 8.5 whereas it is a perfect racer except I w- wasn't a huge fan of the progress model of the career mode. Other than that, it is pretty much perfect. Um, Forza's always been a great game. Forza's always had the graphics. Forza's always had the handling. It's had the physics. It's had good tracks. Um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. This game did not release on Game Pass right away when they brought all the first-party games to Game Pass because of licensing things and stuff like that that, 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 I had, that they had to work out. Well, finally, I guess they got all that handled, and now Forza 7 is on Game Pass. So everybody, go play it. If you like track racers, if you like traditional racing games, this has something for everybody. It was built, as this trailer that I'm showing you right now shows, for the One X two years ago when the One X launched. It was kind of like the big game that launched alongside the One X, I think. And um, 
now when the next Forza comes out, it's going to be built for the Series X. So, and the Series S. So it's exciting to uh, have um, this game finally hit. And that is my Game Pass game of the week. So, you know, I uh, encourage everybody to try it. Uh, Even if you're not into racing games, you know, the point of Game Pass is you sometimes may be surprised by something you didn't think you were going to like. So don't be afraid to try games on Game Pass because you already pay for your subscription. All it will cost you is the time it takes you to download and install the game and give it a try. I have done that with games before, especially because of Game Pass, and been surprised and discovered that I like some games in genres that I am not used to playing. And that is something that Game Pass is good for. It is going to keep bringing more people to the ecosystem because they're going to come for one thing, and then they're going to discover other things. So give this game a try. It is definitely worth it. Um, I I do love Forza 7. I love Forza Horizon. Um, the Forza uh, franchise, to me as a whole, is the uh, best racing game franchise uh, there is. Um Maybe we'll see that change this generation. Maybe there'll be some more competition. Uh, Gran Turismo releases are so few and far between. We've seen Need for Speed fall off majorly, um, trying to make a comeback. Uh, we've seen other racing game franchises kind of disappear. You remember there's games like a personal favorite of mine was a Tokyo Extreme Racer, right? We had games like Ridge Racer. We had, uh, you know, Grid. You know they've some of these some of these games, even though they're still good, they just haven't been succeeding well. I don't think pushing the maybe not pushing the envelope enough. Um, they're just coming out with another the racing game, right? So let's uh, let's see what this next generation brings with the racing genre. This has been a racing genre heavy episode. Um, I think Dirt Five. Keep your eyes on that game because it is a launch game for the next gen consoles. It's got a lot going for it. Um, I'm personally excited for that game. That's going to be, uh, I think, a fun game to experience. It is going to have a 120 frames per second mode, um, so that it will bring a next-gen feel uh, to a lot of people who have never experienced that before, uh, including me. Um, it's going to look beautiful, and it also has that playground kind of content create mode where you can make your own track courses with loop-de-loops and all that kind of crazy fun stuff. So Dirt 5, keep your eye on that one um, coming at launch for next-gen consoles in a month. One month, people. It's in one month I'm excited. I hope all of you guys are excited. Um, hopefully you got your Series X or Series S pre-ordered. If not, it's going to be okay. You'll get one eventually, um, and you'll be having a blast on it. The good news with the Xbox ecosystem for sure is even if you don't get one at launch you are still going to be able to play games with your friends none of that is going to change you are still going to be able to be in parties and talk to them send messages uh play the play a lot of the same games even if they're next gen or old or cross or uh current gen and um that is a good thing i'm happy about that it's going to ease the burden and uh going over into a new generation of consoles. Um, Love what Xbox is doing there. So again, I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much again for the support, for tuning in, 
Until next week, my name is Mav. Have a good one. Take care. Bye.